Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, May the 31st in 2021 on When I Rise. It's Memorial Day here in the United States, so happy Memorial Day to everyone out there. If you're in the CrossFit community, you probably did the Murph workout and you're probably very sore. So hopefully you can recover after the Murph workout. Today, uh, we're in the year B of the Revised Common Lectionary, and today and today only is a holiday in the church that we call the Visitation of Mary to Elizabeth. So this is Mary, the mother of Jesus, Elizabeth, her cousin in the family. Elizabeth is the mother of John the Baptist, and so there's a passage in Luke where they meet one another, and so we celebrate it on this day. How about it, man? This is a great day to tell the story of Jesus. So since it's Monday, we like to do an Old Testament passage of the week. I'm going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1-10. through 10. This is one of the passages for today. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along its theme. Thanks for making this party of morning on When I Rise. Let's all our souls arise and we got together in a time of prayer. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1-10. through 10. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high, my mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord, there is no one who besides you, there is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly, or let your mouth speak such arrogance, for the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who are full hire themselves out for food. But those who are hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren has borne seven children. She who has had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and he lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. This is the word of God for us. Those of us who are familiar with the Bible are familiar with this story. This is uh, the origin story of Samuel, who is a prophet who raises up uh, King Saul and then King David. He's kind of like this bridge character in between like this judges period of the Old Testament into the monarchy of the Old Testament. But we know that um, Hannah is one of the wives of Elkanah, and she is barren. And early in this story, she prays so mightily that God would return uh, the, her, or give her the ability to have children because the other wife in Elkanah's life is boasting over her because she is barren. Uh, to be barren is maybe a sign of being cursed. And so there's a lot going on here. And so Hannah has received the word from the priest Eli that she's going to have a son. And so Hannah dedicates the son uh, back to God. And so there's this neat picture of here's a woman who has, who has been brought low because of life circumstances. She Praise to God in her desperation, her prayers heard, and she's given a great promise. And I think at the heart of this is is a test to Hannah. What is she going to do with this blessing that she received from God? And 
the, you know, this idea of being tested is at the heart of the biblical narrative. And if you would like to receive more on this, there's a great YouTube video from the Bible Project guys on the test. Because over and over again, God uh, allows a test or he promotes a test from certain key figures of the, old, of the, uh, the Bible and it tests their faithfulness. And so here's a, a test from Hannah. She's had her prayer answered. What is she going to do with it? Is she going to turn and be arrogant like uh, this rival that she has in her life? Or is she going to give praise to God? And so here we have this great prayer, Hannah 2 verses 1 through 10, where Hannah goes again and again, gives praise to God and talks about God's might and God's power and God's plan. Again and again, there's like this this trope within her prayer that uh, those who've been brought low are going to be exalted, and those who are exalted are going to be brought low. And this is exactly what happens in the pattern of what happened uh, when Elizabeth and Mary face one another in the gospel narratives in Luke chapter one. Uh, if we look at the prayer of or the song of Mary, if we look at the prayer of Zechariah, the song of Zechariah when John the Baptist is born, they have a similar theme. Uh, because uh, Mary and Elizabeth and, and their husbands and their family, they're very lowly people. Uh, they're on the low part of the totem pole, the strata of uh, life in Israel. And they are blown away that uh, God would have favor upon them. Because probably for all their life, they've been told that God has favor upon those who are important, who are beautiful, who are powerful, who, who can make decisions and things move and so on and so forth. But deep within their story, the story of Israel, you have stories like Hannah. You have stories like uh, the mother of Moses who uh, acts out of desperation and, and God hears her prayer, right? And so you have this, like, I don't know, minority report. You have this rival opinion that God does, the ball doesn't just bounce to those who are powerful and who we expect. But if we look at the other side of the room, those who have been forgotten about, look past and through, that God has, has favor upon them as well. So, but the, here, then again comes the test. What are they going to do when the ball finally bounces their direction? Are they going to, you know, claim that it was their uh, doing, that it was, it was their ingenuity, uh, it was their hustle, it was their effort? Are they going to give praise to God? And so here we have this this pattern uh, that Hannah is uh, one who gives praise to God. You'll notice, uh, we don't read it, but in verse 11, it says, Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under the Eli the priest. So um, Hannah's son uh, stays with Eli, and he ministers before the Lord, but they go back to a place called Ramah. Uh, this comes up again and again of women who can't have children. They raise their voices, and God hears them. So if you remember the story of Rachel in the book of Genesis, which is repeated again, and the book of Jeremiah, there's a, there's a voice of weeping in Ramah, uh, weeping in lamentation because uh, because Rachel doesn't have any children, right? And so that's the prophet Jeremiah. That's the passage that's used in Matthew chapter 2 when uh, Herod in his anger puts to death all the baby boys in, in Bethlehem in their vicinity. There's a, so there's this, there's this reputation of Ramah where mothers are without children and they raise their voice and God hears them. And so there's this interesting little piece of us discovering who God is. God is not just scanning the earth uh, for those who are ahead of the line, but he's also looking at the back of the line, the destitute, the lonely, those who've been stepped on, uh, those who have gone without. Um, God takes care of their needs as well. And so maybe um, you have a person like that in your life. Uh, They've been struggling with the situation for quite a long time, or you've been um, 
following some parachurch organization that has gone to the least of these, right? Those who are just really destitute, um, those who have no voice, those who have lacked justice uh, for a long, long time. And you're like, God, you got to do something there. And so uh, maybe we could hold those in our hearts because this is like the kindred of Hannah. This is the kindred of Elizabeth and John the Baptist and Mary and Joseph and Jesus and Rachel and those who live in Ramah. This is whom God is listening to uh, when their cries go from earth to heaven. And so let's hold them in our hearts. Let's pray for them and ask God to bless them uh, during this time. So let's spend our time lifting those requests to God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you do not forget those who are destitute. You listen to their pleas, listen to their cries for help. Uh, we thank you that from the very beginning, you've been a God who watches how people are mistreated and you're stirred and you want to come down and do something about it. That uh, and, and somehow, and as you take in the needs of the earth, that you move with great compassion. And so we thank you that you saw fit to move with your compassion to include us in Christ, those of us who were way far away from you. Uh, we affirm the truth of Scripture that says that uh, while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. So you're a God who moves because of the plight of your people, and so we thank you for that. God, we uh, hold uh, needs that are so grand. Uh, we hold them dear to our hearts. God, we have family members and loved ones who've been going through a test of their own, and we've been praying for them, and we're tempted to give up because uh, nothing's happening, it seems. But we think that it's still that's still in the realm of your care. Uh, it's still... Uh, you're working out your plan and it includes that need and so god we lift those requests to you god for those of us who lift up the needs of the earth uh different people groups or different people who have uh, had justice snatched from them um, god we don't lose heart uh, we don't grow weary in praying for them lifting up their needs as well and so god we pray that you'd be the god of hannah that you'd be the god of rachel that you'd be the god of justice the god of moses who heard the cries of his people who were enslaved in Egypt and you came down to do something about it. So God, we pray that as we lift needs to you, that you would respond with your power, that you'd respond with your compassion. And we pray that you do mighty things in front of us uh, so that we might say among the nations, the Lord has done great things for us and therefore we're filled with joy. So God, take our needs, take the things that sometimes are so hard to pray for. We don't have words for them because they're so heavy. And we pray that you remember those as well and that you would conform them to your plan and that we'd see you do mighty things in this hour. We ask in Christ's name. Amen.